You are listening to the audio version of the Courtauld Digital Media blog. My name is Ellie and I am a digitization volunteer. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this post. This post is called Wings and Wheels. It was written by Evie, a digitization volunteer, and was first posted on 6th of November 2017. You never know quite what to expect when a box of old engravings is brought down from the prints department for digitization. That's what makes it so interesting. The prints can depict anything from bland pastoral scenes to salacious classical carry-ons or gory biblical fire and brimstoning. It's all in a day's work. The last time I was volunteering, one particular print caught my attention. On first look, it was hard to work out what the scene was showing. A cloaked figure stands at the edge of turbulent waters. Larger than human-sized wheels, with eyes all over them, seem to sail on the water. Above is a disembodied hand which emerges from a cloud, and hovering over the water are winged, multi-headed creatures. It all seemed rather odd, to say the least, so I thought I'd try and find out a bit more about it. Just below the image, a biblical quote is printed. The quote is from Isaiah, chapter 6, which describes the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 6, then describes one of the seraphims flying, and carrying a live coal in his hand. A live coal means a burning coal. The verse continues to explain, The seraphim laid it upon my mouth. In this print, the disembodied hand which emerges from the cloud carries a scroll rather than a coal, and the cloaked figure seems to be holding the other end of the scroll near their mouth. The description of the seraphim seemed to identify what the creatures are, but there was no mention in this passage of huge wheels bedecked with eyes. Near the top of the print, in a drawn-on, decorated plaque, is another biblical quote in Latin. This one comes from Ezekiel 1. So off I went, and it was much more promising. Ezekiel describes four living creatures with the likeness of a man. And every one had four faces, and every one had four wings. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side. They four also had the face of an eagle. This seemed more like it, especially as these creatures have wheels complete with eyes beside them. The chapters continue. Behold one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures. As for their rings, they were so high that they were dreadful. And their rings were full of eyes round about them four. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went by them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Ezekiel 10 appears to describe the same creatures, with four faces, wings, wheels within wheels, and an even more generous allocation of eyes. Ezekiel 10 verse 10 explains, And as for their appearances, they four had one likeness, as if a wheel had been in the midst of a wheel, and their whole body, and their backs, and their hands, and their wings, and the wheels, were full of eyes round about even the wheels that they four had. Ezekiel chapter 10 verse 20 then says, And I knew that they were the cherubims. 
So these wheels seem to me more likely to be cherubim, rather than Isaiah's seraphim. Cherubim is the plural of cherub, which are not at all the chubby babies wafting about on many clouds. These are putty, but are instead some sort of heavenly creatures which occupy the second highest sphere in the Christian angelic hierarchy. Seraphim are in the first. Cherub means to be near or near ones, so they are close to God and seem to have a sort of servant bodyguard function. Incidentally, it was from Ezekiel's description of the four faces, the ox, the man, the lion and the eagle, that the symbols for the four evangelists were later adopted. That seemed to solve some of the mystery of the fantastical subject matter, so I figured it was worth finding out a bit more about the print and the artist. Below the frame, in small writing, are two names, one on the left, one on the right. Usually, the name on the left is the original artist's, and that on the right is the engraver or craftsman who printed the image, and that seems to be the case here. On the left it says, B. Picard Dell. The Dell means drawn by, so Bernard Picard is the artist who did the original drawing. On the right it says, Phil Andrakillian, S.C.A.V. The S.C. denotes engraved by, so Philip Andrew Killian is the engraver. AV stands for Augusta Vindelicorum, which means it was published in Augsburg, Germany. Isn't the internet marvellous? Picard, born in 1673, was an engraver and artist who worked on a lot of book and biblical illustrations. He is known chiefly for his 1723 tome, The Ceremonies and Religious Customs of the Various Nations of the Known World. This was a widely distributed early Enlightenment encyclopedia of religious life, which aimed to describe the origins of beliefs and rites of the religions of the then known world. It has been described as a milestone in information gathering, and even as the book that changed Europe. Many of the scenes in the religious ceremonies and customs of the several known nations of the world are very surreal to modern eyes. For instance, one illustration shows a being with the head of an elephant with tusks, the muscular body of a human, and strange hairy legs. The figure stands on a plinth surrounded by humans who seem to wail or pray or beg at its feet. Another image, called Puzza, or the Chinese Sibylle sitting on a lotus flower, shows a strange seascape. An extraordinary plant, presumably the lotus, emerges from the waters. On top of this form is a cloaked figure. No body shape is discernible, but the figure has a face that is surrounded by rays like a sun. Philip Andrew Killian, born in 1714, was one of a famous family of Augsburg engravers. Amongst other things, he did 130 engravings for some monumental collection of illustrated Bible stories. So my assumption is that Picard did an engraving or drawing of this cherubim scene and then later, Killian copied it, or did his version of it for another publication. I haven't, however, been able to find our courtauld image in online collections of Killian's biblical illustrations. Doing a little research on this has been interesting. Typing such word combinations as eyes, wheels, and winged creatures into Google leads you down some very weird and wonderful paths indeed. I have to admit to spending far more time than I should have with shimmering auras, vibrating orbs, and whispering angels. 
I also found a somewhat less than convincing explanation of Ezekiel 10, in a book that billed itself as possibly the most extensive literary work scrutinising extraterrestrial intervention and biblical scripture ever compiled, which went into astonishing detail regarding the interior furnishing of the cherubim spacecraft. Belief can be an odd thing. I first came across this print on the day of Hurricane Ophelia, when the sky above the courtyard was an unearthly yellow, and people were stood in the strangely still courtyard, quietly staring up as if waiting for something to appear. Spaceships, disembodied hands, even churning, dreadful wheels with staring eyes perhaps. <laughs> 